Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. An idealistic young politician is targeted, almost killed, for getting in the way of a bank trying to make a buck. He keeps the fight up for Cleveland City Hall, making sure Cleveland's publicly owned electric system stays out of the hands of the bankers, which leads to an assassination attempt. It all takes place in Ohio. Sounds like a great basis for a spy novel. Is it? Think again. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and that's what we're going to get into to start the program today. That actually happened. A young idealistic politician was targeted, did have an assassination attempt, because he was trying to get in the way of a bank who was trying to take over Cleveland's publicly owned electric system. Who was it? You may recognize the name, Dennis Kucinich. Of course, uh, Mr. Kucinich was a former congressman from Ohio, ran for president as a Democrat in both 2004 and 2008. Uh, He was also uh, the mayor of Cleveland in the 1970s. And he has a fascinating tale. He has a new book out. And we had the opportunity late last week uh, to sit down with him and, and talk through this tale that is not a tale, it's real. And so we want to go through this with you today because it's so interesting to think in terms of both what happened, uh, where we are today as we talk about all kinds of things like electric grids and infrastructure, how to avoid uh, monopolies and so on. Uh, and so let's uh, let's begin. Uh, it all started when uh, he was then a, a Cleveland city councilman. So Dennis Kucinich was a Cleveland city councilman and he noticed uh, some strange things that were starting to uh, take place uh, in his city. The book opens up on I'm shopping with my wife at Christmas time, and suddenly all the lights go off in downtown Cleveland. There's a total blackout, and Christmas disappears. And so I call the electric company, and I, uh, the city-owned electric company. Boiler operator tells me there's a boiler down, but he also tells me that the Cleveland Electric Aluminum Company, which competed house-to-house with the city and that they would not provide the city with a backup so that we could connect it in case there was uh, an outage on the city system. And this is something they were supposed to do according to federal law. 
So I got into council, and suddenly I discovered that this utility, this utility monopoly, was trying to block the city council's approval of repairs to our system. So that sounds a little nefarious there. They're trying to, to block the repairs to, to get the power up and rolling. Uh, man, you start thinking about things like uh, what took place in uh, Texas over the winter months. Uh, so Dennis Kucinich started a campaign. Again, he's a very young, very young city councilman. So he starts a campaign to block the sale of the power company uh, to a bank. Uh, it's actually the uh, subsidiary utility of the bank. Uh, and uh, ultimately gets elected mayor. But listen to what happens after that. I was clerk of the Creed Municipal Court, and at that moment, at that time, my powered rifle shot was fired, and it missed my head by a fraction of an inch. The head of police intelligence came to me when I was mayor and says, look, there's an assassination plot. Uh, you better be extremely careful. We're going to have extra police following you. I asked him in a later meeting, what's this about? He said, it's about uh, Muni Light. You're stopping some people from making a lot of money. Uh, so, again, it sounds like it's out of a spy novel, but uh, it really isn't. The campaign was ultimately successful. They kept the power company a public utility. Uh, but what about today? Uh, it was interesting in this conversation with Dennis Kucinich that uh, he gave his thoughts on the, the pressure uh, private monopolies have to make shareholders happy, especially financially. So generally, uh, you know, municipal ownership can keep taxes low and rates low. Uh, and we're finding now across the country, utility monopolies are absolutely uh, soaking people with higher and higher rates. Uh, they're under pressure to be able to make higher returns. So always that uh, that pressure to return shareholder value, always a test in terms of what uh, goes back and forth in terms of what is the best interest of the consumer, of the customers, of the people of a city, uh, and whether that is a privately held you know, monopoly, whether that's the public monopoly in some of the utilities. Uh, Kucinich worries about that, uh, and he looks forward in terms of what what will happen in the immediate future here in the United States. When that American Rescue Plan money, which every community is getting, runs out, there'll be a new focus to try to privatize services in city after city. And when that happens, people end up paying more taxes, and they'll pay more for what they've already, you know, in some cases— they paid for a, a, a system once, and the public will pay for it again. I just a racket. So I, I think it's important to uh, to keep that part clear that if you did have something go from a public utility, which the public would have invested in, so to speak, to build the infrastructure out, uh, then if it was uh, handed over to a private organization that could also charge for building that up or repairing it or moving it forward. Uh, all of that uh, is not good for the consumer because you end up paying multiple times for things, some things that uh, may have slipped through and not you not really noticed in terms of your tax rates or your uh, your uh, house you know tax, your property taxes and so on. Uh, and so uh, Dennis Kucinich continued on. He talked about uh, so many of the companies not maintaining their systems. Uh, and then what should be what should be done instead? To me, that's the the real test of. What is the right balance? What is the right framework uh, in terms of making this work? But a lot of the companies don't want to do that because they don't want to do anything that's going to be an added cost to their business that would limit their ability to pay big 
dividends. I think we're at a moment right now where we realize that public and private infrastructure has to be maintained and repaired. And we shouldn't be, the private sector shouldn't be trying to cannibalize the public sector. We need to find a way to work together to improve our economy and to get America back on track so that people have good-paying manufacturing jobs so that we can ride the wave of technology and, and to do it in a way that promotes prosperity for everyone. So the book is called The Division of Light and Power. Uh, it is a an epic political battle. It's real. Uh, it took place, uh, again, very early in Dennis Kucinich's career. Uh, and, you know, it, it really is an insider view on a lot of things that are going on. Of course, we talked about uh, util- utility monopolies in places like Texas or California, Illinois, Ohio, uh, and how the people who get crushed in the end uh, are really the consumers, and uh, that's the that's the real test uh, for all of it. Is what does this do for consumers? Now we're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer here. We have some more from our interview with Dennis Kucinich, and we're going to talk about some of the guiding principles that just might help us navigate a little bit better, especially when it comes to these kinds of utilities, and most importantly, protecting the customers, especially the poor and the most vulnerable among us. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.